Get a little more out of watching NBA games with Daily Fantasy. Every LeBron James drive, Jokic rebound, or Steph Curry game winner means so much more when you're playing with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. One, Yeah, give that to him. Dude, why does he have a straight line on his left side of his head? Yeah. yeah. And then there's no fit on the right. Yeah, I don't know, bro. <laughs> Dude, what? This barber's cross-eyed, man. Man, game two recently happened. Suns Clippers with some wild controversy at the end. The Eastern Conference Finals just began today. Game one between the Hawks and the Bucks, and the NBA draft order has just been determined, or yesterday was determined. I'm Rosa Panza. This is the Clinic All NBA Podcast. Again, I have the two hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? My name is. Doing well, enjoying life. What's up, fans? What's up, listeners? What's up, JJ? John, how you living, man? I'm doing good. Let's get it. Let's get it, dude. So, two days ago, Clippers versus the Suns. Lots and lots of drama. Just frequent going back and forth. John, what did you think of this game? I think the Suns owe... Or the Clippers were playing 8 on 5. And Scott Foster and his crew nearly gave the Clippers that game. <laughs> and I know, look, I know wow. people hate on blaming the refs or giving the refs too much responsibility, but they made a lot of questionable calls on that game. So let's let's talk about the last play of the game first. I mean, Jay Crowder, that lob to Aiton, man, what a play. We're talking about a, a, a 0.9 seconds left in the game. Jay Crowder throws the ball up. Devin Booker sets a great screen on Evita Zubats, and Aiton gets the path to jump up and throw it down with 0.9 seconds left. My first thought was, what a play. When I watched the replay, did you guys see DeMarcus Cousins, his positioning on that inbounds pass? He was, he first of all, he's jumping two inches because he's super old. He's really, he's got a lot of injuries. And so <laughs> I don't- old, I, old knees, man. I, I know like, Tyloo must have not had any other options, but he, I did not think that was a good play because he's, you, he's big, but he's Luke. just really, yeah, he's old. He's got bad knees and he's really not going to make an effort or like make an impact on that inbounds pass from Crowder. And his positioning too, it's just like he's not in an angle that's that's deterring Crowder from getting a clear line at the basket. There's <laughs> yeah, 0.9 right, seconds, right. guys, and I'm thinking, dude, he's going to throw it towards the hoop. What else are they going to do? They're not going to, I mean, they could throw it in the perimeter, but that's just like 0.9 seconds. You're not going to do much with that. So to me, it's like the, the Suns played it perfectly. But the Clippers, man, they made a lot of mistakes on that last play. Jay, what did you what did you think about that last play? I thought that the lob was perfect. Like the angle, the the floating, um, the float of the ball, and how um, Crowder used the rim as a defender, and it was just perfect. And I just you know wanted to add on to what you were saying about the Marcus Cousins. Is there a reason with 0.9 seconds left that you need someone on the ball? Yeah. When they're out of bounds? It's a good point. 
Is that yeah. like part of a, like illegal D or anything like that? Why can't you just like at least have one man crowd like the best shooter or like take the middle? Hold up. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I've seen other strategies where um, there's not there's technically someone on the ball, but their back is facing towards the ball, so they're actually looking mm -hmm. at all the motion happening. And I was wondering the same thing because it really felt like even even NBA Twitter was all over this. They were like, everyone in the building seemed to know that this play was gonna go to Aiton with point nine left, except the coach on the opposite team. Bruh. <laughs> like he was, he was the only me. dude. Ty Lue was the only dude that didn't know that that was that was going to happen. Did you guys feel like that was this was literally the only play that could happen, or like that this was the likely play that was going to be drawn up? Or did you think there was going to be like some sort of outside quick shot? No, I to like Booker? I immediately thought that they were going to use Booker as a decoy, just because there was only 0.9 seconds, and that's what everybody would expect, right? So they're going right. to try to yeah. try to use that to their advantage and give the ball to Aiden. And also, the Clippers don't really have an athletic big. Uh, Ibaka is out with an injury, and he's probably their their best athletic big. Zubats is big, but he's not athletic, right. so. You can yeah, use that. Yeah, you can use totally. that positional that that disadvantage to the Suns' uh, benefit. So, and that's what they did. They they played it to perfection. True. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, that there was just uh, other other options to like clog the lane in that in that moment. But Jake Jake Crowder's pinpoint pass. I was surprised. I was actually surprised that he was the one inbounding it because I didn't realize that he was such a great passer. Did you guys realize this too? Because he had a, a lob um, early in that game to Aiton, and I didn't know that he could do that. I didn't know that was part of his resume. So, like, big ups for him. Um, I also wanted to talk about the controversial, like, turnover that Booker had, right? Everyone saw this play. Um, Pat Bev poked the ball out. They ended up reviewing it, and in super slow mo, like maybe Devin Booker had like a pinky on the ball as it was knocked out or something. What? JJ, what did you think of that like overturning? I, I'm like speechless because what was it like a minute and a half took 30 minutes with a fast-paced game and yeah. this. The, the sport of basketball, it's about momentum, it's about energy, and it was sucked out within those 30 minutes. Yes, sir! Like, right. as fans, I know you want to have the correct call, but we there's a reason that we have reps. They're human. It's going to happen. Human mistakes will happen. That's why, for example, in baseball, they haven't adapted to technology for the strike zone. Right. But I'm just I'm just rambling on. I'm just gonna say that it took too long, and they need to fix it. It was just ridiculous last night. Yeah, John, what did you think? Yeah, I think that I think they're just like JJ said. It's taking too long, and there's nothing wrong with getting the calls right, especially in a crucial playoff game. But they can't take 30 minutes. It was one minute of one and a half minutes of game time, and it took 30 minutes of real lifetime. I mean, we have stuff to do right we have we have to wake up in the morning we have to go to work <laughs> you can't be watching 30 minutes of slow motion replays to figure out what's going to happen at the end of this game and so i get normal I, circumstances though 
Okay. Is this is this really an out on Booker? Like, is that really a turnover? I like you guys saw you guys saw the play in like right, in real right. time, right? Yeah, technically, I think it is technically, yeah. but the ball doesn't go out of bounds if Patrick Beverly doesn't touch it and move its momentum towards the out of bounds line. So even though Booker technically touched it last, I think you have to take into consideration that the reason why the ball is out of bounds is because of Patrick Beverly. And so they, yeah. the, the Adam Silver and the NBA really need to figure out, well, what is, how are we going to call this consistently and, and what's the right way to call it? In my opinion, I think it's out on Beverly, regardless of if it technically touched Booker last. That's my that's my honest opinion. Right. And that was like one incident last night. The other incident that I wanted to bring up was when Ty Lu had a substitution, and then he didn't know who was in the game. Right. Which I don't know what happened, and then that took another minute or two. Can I do that? <laughs> and that was just insane. Like everyone online on social media, they were saying like. It's the refs versus the Suns. And I hate to even refer to social media or Reddit, but it feels that everyone was really displeased with the refs last night. Well, like that's the general consensus and that's a problem. Yeah, and one thing I forgot to add is that the Suns actually wouldn't be able to draw that last play because they were out of timeouts. Can I do that? So the only reason they were able to, to go out there, Monty Williams was able to run that on the, on the clipboard, Absolutely. was because the refs took extra time to review something. And so it's not, obviously it's not fair to the Clippers. And I hate saying that because I want them to lose all the time. But <laughs> it, uh, the truth is, is that it wasn't, it wasn't fair and that the Suns shouldn't have gotten that opportunity. Yes, sir. Well, don't lie. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's also true. That's also true. Ball don't lie. Um, besides the whole rep thing, I, I actually want to talk about Monty Williams a little bit. I think that I think that he he might have been. He, he, Do you understand how am I trying the to say words this? that are coming out of Maybe my Maybe he should have been considered harder for Coach of the Year because what is doing with this team is absolutely incredible. I mean, CP3 goes out. I think a lot of people were giving CP3 credit for what happened with the Suns. I mean, if we talked about, I mean, we talked about this a few pods ago about who was the MVP of the playoffs. And I had said CP3, that it was the CP3 effect. And CP3 is not on the floor right now. He's not even on the sidelines. And do you know who's there? It's Monty Williams coaching up this team. And I think that he's got them running on all cylinders. He has Aiton playing like the best center left in in the in the playoffs and it's absolutely amazing jj what do you think of monty williams if you were to listen uh, a few pods back when we were talking about coach of the year i actually said i felt monty williams should have won coach of the year oh yeah and a derivative of how good of a coach he is is you have aiden's coming out party last night oh that was his game absolutely right you have Booker with the triple-double the game before that. Oh. And the game before that was Chris Paul. So oh. different players having the games of their lives. That's a derivative of a coach, of a great coach. So props to Monty Williams. Yeah, agree, John. I have to agree with that. I think I personally and maybe a lot of other people should have considered Monty Williams a lot more for Coach of the Year. And as much credit as we give Chris Paul, point God, 
CP3 for, you know, keeping the team intact and making them run like a well-oiled machine. Like you said, June, Chris Paul's been out for the last two games. And Booker and Aiton have been playing extremely well. And that's not just a, a testament to their skill. That's part of it. It's also the coach putting them in positions to succeed and get the most out of their game. So absolutely, Monty Williams deserves his props. He deserves better, more consideration, even though he was a candidate of, for Coach of the Year. And he's doing his thing, man. Big ups to Monty Williams. Yeah, I agree. And we're going to move on to game one with the Hawks and Bucks. We actually just watched this game. It was a back and forth between these two teams. JJ, what did you think of this game? Trey Young is proving uh, all the doubters wrong. Absolutely. JJ is doubter number one, just just to let everybody know. No, I'm say me, right? I'm a a, a Trey Young fan. Um, I don't think that he's like the MVP candidate just yet, but he's winning a lot of people over. And he just showed up. Giannis. You lose. Which is pretty damn impressive. Yeah, I mean, Trey Young ended up with a 48-11-7. John, what did you think? I mean, he is, like JJ said, he's, what can you say about his performance? He absolutely put his team on his back and got game one, a game one victory in the on the road in a hostile environment over the reigning MVP. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's, there's no question that Trey Young was the reason that the Hawks won this game. And he... I, I gotta say, man, the Hawks are for real. And if you're not a believer, you better start believing it because they could potentially make the finals. Yeah, I agree. I think I think they're super sneaky, man. I think that people are still disrespecting the Hawks just because they don't have the high-profile names. I mean, did they? Did any of those people make an All-NBA team this year? I, I think zero, right? None of them made an All-NBA team. I'm not, I'm not sure about that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that none of them did. And if, like, we talk highly of Trey Young's role players because Trey Young makes them great. I mean, we've talked about Bogdanovich, we've talked about Herder, Collins, Capella. I mean, do they really, do any of those four really get shine in other situations? I don't think so. And we're talking about them like they're key contributors. And it's because of the Trey Young effect. I think, like, he's just been an absolute. Um, amazing player to watch these playoffs. The Bucks. What do the Bucks need to do to steal Game Two or win Game Two at home? JJ, what do you think? They need to contain Trey Young. Yeah. Trap early. Make sure that he has to pass early into shot clock. But the tricky part is that Trey Young has proved that he could be an assist man, having 18 assists. Oh not too long ago against the Nets. So it'll be interesting because the Bucks, they're known for their really good D. They have Holiday and Middleton. But can they they contain this Hawks team? Like today surprised me, to be honest. Yeah, and Drew Holiday was trying really hard. And I mean, our boy still put up 48. John, what you think? So uh, I think for game two, the Bucks can't let Trey be an efficient scorer because I think Trey is going to get his but you can't have him shoot over 53 54% because that's going to kill you 
you have to make him miss a lot more shots than he than he makes and contain him maybe have him get at least less than 25 30 points and try to contain everybody else but jj's right they need to be do do a much better on the pick and roll the high pick and roll they need to not go under the screen and they need to maybe play small i don't think the big that's the, a big one yeah i don't think the big lineup is going to work because trey's too fast he's too crafty he can ditch the ball like jj said and he's getting these wide once he they set they set the pick he gets this wide open lane to take a runner dish it out to the open man and it collapses the defense you need a, a much more mobile big or a smaller guy defending off that pick and roll and that's to me i think if mike bud doesn't do that then we all thought he was the coach he is <laughs> sorry dude i think sorry sorry to say it like that slander that's slander, slander. total slander i'm sorry <laughs> Dude, it's not coaching. slander if it's true, man. It's true. It's true, man. You spoke a lot of truths there. I think the big one is why why are they going under on these screens? I mean, you hit up on that. That's so ridiculous. Why would you go under a screen on Trey Young? That doesn't make any sense at all. And then another thing is how are you going to trot out like Brooke Lopez for as many minutes as you did? 20 for let's see, for 20 minutes and Bruh. he just gets absolutely abused. Like Giannis Attentacupo needs to be at the five against this Hawks lineup because Capella and John Collins are absolutely way too athletic for Brook Lopez. And plus, Brook Lopez against either Herder or Trey Young or even Bogdanovich, he's getting cooked every single time on those picks. Yeah, and the only reason you you'd play Brooke Lopez is because it's an advantage over the other team's size, right? The other team is smaller. Absolutely. But John Collins and Clint Capella, they they actually um, uh, cancel that out, so there's no advantage. So there's no reason to play Brooke Lopez. He's just slow, and he's essentially the same size as Clint Capella and almost John Collins, so there's no reason to play him. Yeah, I mean... I, I, and to add on to that, like, Brooke Lopez had the worst plus minus... Like, yeah. if you're not just going to go off the eye test, go off the stats. Right. Good point. Yeah, definitely. I I have no trust in Coach Bud. Like, you said it a it's... lot nicer than I did, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Man, it's going to be an interesting one to watch, and it's really frustrating to watch the Bucks. I think we all feel like this because their team is so talented. They have a lot of different options, and it seems like Coach Bud is very happy with just being kind of like a one-trick pony with his plays. He doesn't like doing a lot of adjustments. We'll see how this, I guess, develops over time. Um, in some other news, we put together a team. Your your clinic, all-NBA podcasts, put together a playoff team, and we're just renaming them the Shanghai Sharks <laughs> and we are drafting <laughs> the worst playoff performers so far in these playoffs um, and we have some starters here so our point guard I'm gonna have I'm gonna actually have John John you introduce these starters for us and then I'm gonna have JJ introduce the bench oh you put me on the spot I'll do my best all right starting at point guard 610 <laughs> from he went to L oh, went LS did he go to LSU? LSU, LSU, LSU yeah. sorry, LSU at 6'10. <laughs> shooting 8% from the field. Bruh. 35% from the free throw line. 
Ben Simmons. At other guard. With a killer crossover, nasty crossover. But other than that, so that's nasty, pretty. He that's gets so nasty. Like yeah, so time. nasty. He gets injured all the time. And that's pretty much all he's known for in the playoffs. Bruh. Kemba Walker. At uh, at power forward. At power. Oh, at forward. Power forward. Sorry, we got a few like repeated positions here. But power forward. <laughs> a big O seven three, who looks. He was very pale, needs to get some sun and vitamin D. <laughs> who can shoot lights out, but for some reason can only average 16 points a game in the playoffs. Gets injured a lot, like his counterpart, Kemba. Kristaps, I think I said his name. Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, yeah. Bruh. And then, <laughs> at, the, at one, at one, at one center. Only two more to only go. Only two more to go. I'm, I'm making it as quick as I can. I'm sorry. I'm on the fly here. At one center, we got former Cleveland Cleveland Cavalier legend who has the most empty stats probably in all of the history of the NBA and uh, and came to the Lakers for one year and, and completely ruined the chemistry of the team. But other than that, <laughs> dominated with the Cavs. At center, seven feet tall, Andre Drummond. And finally... <laughs> Finally, the fifth center, the, the final starter, another center. We got so many centers on this team, guys. Another center, the guy who started COVID by rubbing all his saliva and spit all over the mat, all over the microphone. The big, <laughs> one of the best defenders in the league, the Frenchman, Rudy Gobert. Hey, those are our starters. All right, we probably we might have to cut it. Well, yeah, what's up? Sorry, that took so long. I just I gotta try to get creative. Dang, with it. that Shanghai Sharks uh, announcer is pretty lit. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> Sign him to a deal at NBC. <laughs> I know for yeah. real. Yo, you guys. ABC. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't think me or JJ are gonna even top that. No. So we're no just way. gonna say the bench. Yeah, that's go- that's all good. That took way too long. What was that like? I feel like a ref, man, taking 30 minutes just to end the game. That took that took way too long. <laughs> that felt like Giannis's free throw right there. <laughs> yeah, I agree, 100%. JJ, JJ, who we got on the bench? We got John's boy Schroeder, who deleted <laughs> his oh my current goodness. team off his IG profile. The $100 million man. The $100 million man that he rejected. <laughs> yes, sir. We got Lonzo. Lonzo balls on this list? <laughs> he didn't make the playoffs. But... Is it because he shoots? Is it because he shoots wood for eight? Yeah. Is it because his dad likes to yell at the mic? <laughs> that he's better than Jordan. We got Lonzo ball. Oh, Lonzo man. ball. Yep. C- c- congrats to Lamelo though. I don't know if he deserved it, but congrats to Lamelo. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We got Hero Tyler Hero who was absent in the playoffs. He wanted to give his grin. His smirk at LeBron last year. Yeah. And this yeah. year, Laker fans had their revenge without even playing them. So. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm just looking at John right now. Shout yeah. out to my brother. <laughs> We're just trying to get reactions out oh, of John right man. now. Yeah. You'll see it. You'll <laughs> see it on video. Uh, yeah. I'm beside myself over here. We got Wiggins. <laughs> yeah, Andrew we Wiggins. We got a- Andrew Wiggins. Like, Andrew Wiggins, major improvement, but it's all about expectations and value. 
you're paying yeah. a dude what 23 to 30 million a year and you're not you know what was he like three for 43 for 43 on three-pointer in the beginning of the year at the beginning of the year yeah yeah definitely so uh wiggins is on our team uh call us biased but we had to put wiggins and the former six man montrez harrell who did not see any play during the playoffs yeah man. i don't know if John agrees with that or not. Sixth man of the year to like sixth man of the year. Tenth man of the of the bench. I mean, if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna pay somebody and sign him for one year, I don't yeah I don't get why you don't play him. But this is a thanks for making me sad again, JJ. Appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry, but hey, let me ask you two something. Who would be the coach? I want to put oh, Coach Bud here, even though he hasn't lost Who? yet. Ooh, Coach Bud coach would Bud. be good. Oh, I put Doc Rivers on this list. Bruh. Oh, that, yeah. he, he's not out yet, too. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah, he's not out yet, but he's about to be. Hold up. Oh, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Doc Rivers is out. We thought Doc Rivers is still on the Clippers. He was a Sixers coach. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He's yeah out. you're right. He's out. He's out. Oh, yeah. Out. Okay. That, yeah. that settles it. <laughs> Doc, then. I guess Doc. Doc yeah. Rivers is your Shanghai Sharks coach. Yeah. And that is your starting and bench for 2022 and recently we had the nba draft lotto come out and we just want to talk about how the motor city has the first pick john who do you think is going to be this year's number one pick i mean you got to go the consensus is Cade cunningham i think there's a lot can well not a lot can happen because the draft is in july but Unless there's somebody else that comes up or, or has a great workout with it with the with the Pistons, it's got to be Cade Cunningham, man. I've seen a few highlights of the kid. He can do it all. He can shoot. He he's like he can score at all three levels. He can dish. He's got athleticism. He's fast. He can rebound. Um, he can play defense. He has all the potential to be a star. So I think you got to go with the kid, Cade Cunningham. And good for Detroit, man. I think their last first pick was in the 70s. And so, it's good for the city. Um, yeah, good for them, man. Yeah, JJ, do, do you agree? Yeah, I don't think there's much argument that you could go against. It's like when you're the first pick for fantasy football, you can't get too cute. Yeah. Or you're scared to get cute. I agree. You know? I agree. I think it's, it's also Cade Cunningham. And I think the most interesting part of this draft probably is that the the Warriors landed two picks with the the 7th and the 14th pick. The 7th was mm-hmm. actually from Minnesota. It was that trade that they gave uh, D'Lo to Mini for. So basically, holla, holla. I want to know what are some possible things that the Warriors can do with these picks. I'm going to go with JJ first. So I know... A lot of people last night watching the the draft order being determined, they were worried that we wouldn't get um, a pick because it was top three protected from Minnesota. So a lot of luck played into last night. Um, in regards to what the Warriors should do, I mean, championship windows close fast. And we just saw a very vital year, imperative year of Steph just go off. Yes, sir. And yeah. if you want to appreciate that talent and help him succeed, 
what are some things that the warrior should do? Um, obviously, he needs help, but the only way to get help is to free up cap space, which means should we trade Draymond or Wiggins? Holla, holla. Yeah. Would anyone bite on a Wiggins contract right now with his level of play? Would anyone want to invest in a Draymond Green? I actually believe that Draymond on a team like Portland or Philly would work wonders. But yeah. there's also a part of me that I'm a huge Draymond Green fan. If he teams up with Steph and Clay for one more year and they get the help that they need, they could be really dangerous. Yeah, I think Draymond Green is still really productive. John, what do you think? Yeah, it's it's a tough one because you always gotta factor in. Well, do the do, do the Warriors try to win now, or do they try to stay competitive and also try to build for the future and not just let you know mortgage their future as they, as they say? But I I gotta say you guys like Steph and Clay don't come around very often. And yes, if you have that kind of talent, mm -hmm. you have to take advantage of it while they're in their prime, or even if they're a little bit past their prime, they're still yes, sir. in in that level of, of play that's excellent. That's that's amazing, right? Steph had one of the best years, and Clay. I think there's a lot of um, concern about how he's coming back. I think I would be pretty confident just looking at KD and seeing how KD came back. I know Clay had an um, had an ACL in addition to the Achilles. KD only had the Achilles, but KD came back 100%. He played every minute in the last two playoff games. So to me, I think if Clay can go back 100%, Steph is going to be doing what he did this season for next. I think you definitely have to try to package the, that 7 and 14 and another player to try to get at least another star, an all-star on the team. Right. And I know Draymond is an all-star. I get that. But I think that you can maybe get somebody who's better. And he's kind of on the decline. Um, Draymond. I'm Michael Jackson, you, you Tito. We'll see. We'll see what the Warriors do. They have great management. But I think they're, I think they're going to bite on. They're going to try to look for a trade um, and leverage this. a lot of what they have here in terms of a draft pick. And even some young players. I mean, like Oubre. I don't know the, the contract situation with Oubre um, and with uh, a few of their other young guys. But they have a lot of assets that they can use to, to trade. So that's what I think is going to happen. I think that's what they should do. Yeah, I think the, the Ubre contract is kind of up in the air. I think that another sneaky part, uh, part about the Warriors is that they, they have more than just Draymond and Wiggins to trade. Like, they could even entice a team with James Wiseman. What? Like saying, hey, do you like this young center prospect? We might not have time to develop him because we're trying to win now. Do you guys want him? And can you get a guy like a Bradley Beal what? that might not be happy with his situation next to Russell Westbrook? Or maybe like Jimmy Butler feels like the Heat took a huge step back this year and now he's with the Nets. I mean, now he's in a conference with the Nets. Like, holla, does, holla. He still, does he want to be there? I don't know. But maybe you could package some things together, like you said, to get an all-star. But it's just about about whether or not Steph, Clay, and potentially another guard slash forward can be cohesive. I don't know if like a Steph, Bradley Beal, and Clay would work, and Clay being at the three would be like a potentially good thing, but I would like to see that. I mean, Steph won the 
the scoring title, and Bradley Beal was number two, right? Yes, sir. There's just so many fun options for the Warriors, and I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what their future holds. Um, now we're going to kind of take a hard... We kind of zigged a little bit. We're going to take a hard zag. We're going to talk about John's boy, AC. The GOAT. Alex, Alex Caruso. He just got arrested in Texas for weed possession. Every day. John, I wanted to get your insight, man. I want you to, to talk to us about this story. What you think? Alex Caruso. Be careful, your mom's listening. <laughs> yeah, I sent her the link. The, the Caruso. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it's just, it's a funny story to me, right? Because he got busted in Texas for weed possession and it's illegal in Texas still what I I don't know I just think it's funny maybe he was stressed out because of the season that the Lakers had maybe he looked at Dennis Schroeder and realized this guy should definitely not be starting over me and he just yes, maybe he's stressed out and he needed to, to take a little puff of the magic dragon I don't know to me it's like not it's it's just a funny story it's it's something that's not a big deal but the fact that it, he is a Laker that the fact that it is in the biggest mark you know he plays for the biggest mark team um, the biggest market one of the biggest markets it's just you're, you're gonna get a lot of news stories covering it and make a big deal out of out of something that's really not that big of a deal he posted bail he's out and he paid a fine of like five six hundred dollars and come on man texas of all places is is that strict for for marijuana but they're just so lax on everything else no offense to anybody that lives in texas i i love austin i've been there it's cool it's a cool city cool cool state but come on man Marijuana is 2021. That's my thoughts on that. <laughs> JJ, what'd you think? Baby, baby. Uh, the governor just passed a few uh, laws in regards to the Second Amendment, but... Yes, sir. You could still get arrested for a weed. Come on, man. <laughs> Excuse me. for century. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. That's what I'll say. I agree. I mean... Maybe AC was like thinking back to his days that he was like kicking it with J.R. Smith on the team. <laughs> Maybe J.R. I actually saw, I actually saw that LeBron like responded to like this news too. What did he say? Like there was, I think I think there was someone who put out like a meme where uh, this this guy goes to like the outside of a pet store and there's this like kitty that's like pressing up against the glass. And the guy's like, I'm going to get you out. I'm going to get oh, out. Yeah. I'm going to get you out of here. I'm going to break you out of here. I Bruh. swear to God. And the title was like me, me seeing the Alex Caruso like news. <laughs> and, and LeBron responded um, straight cash, homie. Like he's going to bail him out with cash. That's funny, I appreciated man. it. I appreciated that LeBron is getting in on the, on the free yeah, AC cash, movement. Anyway. You know, that's actually all that we have for today's podcast. Um, I'd like to thank JJ. JJ, thank you for being on the show, man. Thank you, listeners. Appreciate you all. And I'd like to thank also John. John, thank you, dude. Hey, yo, thank you. And of course, we got to thank RJ. RJ setting up video, our video producer. Thank you, RJ. Our last thank you goes to the fans. And, you know, come find us wherever you find your podcasts. We are The Clinic all NBA podcasts.